right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, this is Let's Talk About Myths, baby, and I am your host, Liv. Now, I am not here with a brand new start to a reading series or a new conversation because I am taking the day off. This week has been crazy. Thank you all so much for anyone who attended my book launch, which I'm recording this the morning after. It was so much fun. And I hear the chat section was just going off. I can't believe how how well it went and how cool it was. So thank you you to all who were there and to all who have bought my book, um, all of which is the main reason why this week has been crazy and why I am tired and have decided I'm just, um, I'm taking the day off, which is a thing I don't do very often. So instead of a new reading, I'm just going to play you my favorite, or at least it's really high up there, of the Homeric Hymns because this one is just so much fun. It's so funny. This is a re-airing of my reading of the Homeric hymn to Hermes. This 
is the Homeric Hymn to Hermes, translated by Hugh Evelyn White. Muse, sing of Hermes, the son of Zeus and Maia, lord of Kylene and Arcadia, rich in flocks, the luck-bringing messenger of the immortals whom Maia bare, the rich-tressed nymph, when she was joined in love with Zeus, a shy goddess, for she avoided the company of the blessed gods and lived within a deep, shady cave. There the son of Kronos used to lie with the rich-tressed nymph, unseen by deathless gods and mortal men, at dead of night while sweet sleep should hold white-armed Hera fast. And when the purpose of great Zeus was fixed in heaven, she was delivered and a notable thing was come to pass. For then she bare a son of many shifts, blandly cunning, a robber, a cattle driver, a bringer of dreams, a watcher by night, a thief at the gates, one who was soon to show forth wonderful deeds among the deathless gods. Born with the dawning, at midday he played on the lyre, and in the evening he stole the cattle of far-shooting Apollo on the fourth day of the month, for on that day queenly Maia bare him. So soon as he had leapt from his mother's heavenly womb, he lay not long waiting in his holy cradle, but he sprang up and sought the oxen of Apollo. But as he stepped over the threshold of the high-roofed cave, he found a tortoise there and gained endless delight, for it was Hermes who first made the tortoise a singer. The creature fell in his way at the courtyard gate, where it was feeding on the rich grass before the dwelling, waddling along. When he saw it, the luck-bringing son of Zeus laughed and said, An omen of great luck for me so soon, I do not slight it. Hail, comrade of the feast, lovely in shape, sounding at the dance. With joy I meet you. Where you got that rich god for covering, that spangled shell, a tortoise living in the mountains? But I will take and carry you within. You shall help me, and I will do you no disgrace, though first of all you must profit me. It is better to be at home, harm may come out of doors. Living, you shall be a spell against mischievous witchcraft. But if you die, then you shall make the sweetest song. Thus speaking, he took up the tortoise in both hands and went back into the house, carrying his charming toy. Then he cut off its limbs and scooped out the marrow of the mountain tortoise with a scoop of grey iron. As a swift thought darts through the heart of a man when thronging cares haunt him, or as bright glances flash from the eye, so glorious Hermes planned both thought and deed at once. He cut stalks of reed to measure and fix them, fastening their ends across the back and through the shell of the tortoise, and then stretched oxhide all over by its shell. Also he put in the horns and fitted a cross piece upon the two of them and stretched seven strings of sheep gut. But when he had made it, he proved each string in turn with the key as he held the lovely thing. At the touch of his hand, it sounded marvelously, and as he tried it, the god sang sweet random snatches, even as youth's bandied taunts at festivals. He sang of Zeus, the son of Cronus, and neat-shod Maya, the converse which they had before in the comradeship of love, telling all the glorious tale of his own begetting. He celebrated, too, the handmaids of the nymph and her bright home and the tripods all about the house and the abundant cauldrons. 
But while he was singing of all these, his heart was bent on other matters, and he took the hollow lyre and laid it in his sacred cradle, and sprang from the sweet-smelling hall to a watch-place, pondering sheer trickery in his heart, deeds such as knavish folk pursue in the dark night-time, for he longed to taste flesh. The sun was going down beneath the earth towards ocean with his horses and chariot when Hermes came hurrying to the shadowy mountains of Pyrea, where the divine cattle of the blessed gods had their steads and grazed the pleasant, unmown meadows. Of these the son of Maia, the sharp-eyed slayer of Argus, then cut off from the herd fifty loud lowing kine, and drove them straggling wise across a sandy place, turning their hoof-prints aside. Also he bethought him of a crafty ruse and reversed the marks of their hoofs, making the front behind and the hind before, while he himself walked the other way. Then he wove sandals with wicker work by the sand of the sea, and wonderful things, unthought of, unimagined, for he mixed together tamarisk and myrtle twigs, fastening together an armful of their fresh young wood, and tied them, leaves and all, securely under his feet as light sandals— the brushwood glorious layer of Argus plucked in Pyrea as he was preparing for his journey, making shift as one making haste for a long journey. But an old man tilling his flowering vineyard saw him as he was hurrying down the plain through grassy Onchestus, so the son of Maia began and said to him, Old man, digging about your vines with bowed shoulders, surely you shall have much wine when all these bear fruit, if you obey me, and strictly remember not to have seen what you have seen, and not to have heard what you have heard, and to keep silent when nothing of your own is harmed. When he had said this much, he hurried the strong cattle on together, through many shadowy mountains and echoing gorges and flowering plains, glorious Hermes drove them, and now the divine knight, his dark ally, was mostly past, and dawn that sets folk to work was quickly coming on, while bright Selene, daughter of the Lord Pallas, Megamedes' son, had just climbed her watch-post, when the strong son of Zeus drove the wide-browed cattle of Phoebus Apollo to the river Alpheus and they came unwearied to the high-roofed byres and the drinking troughs that were before the noble meadow. Then, after he had well fed the loud bellowing cattle with fodder and driven them into the byre, close-packed and chewing lotus, and began to seek the art of fire. He chose a stout laurel branch and trimmed it with the knife held firmly in his hand, and the smoke rose up, for it was Hermes who first invented fire-sticks and fire. Next he took many dried sticks and piled them thick and plenty in a sunken trench, and flame began to glow, spreading afar the blast of fierce burning fire. And when the strength of glorious Hephaestus was beginning to kindle the fire, he dragged out two lowing horned cows close to the fire, for great strength was with him. He slew them both panting upon their backs on the ground, and rolled them on their sides, bending their necks over, and pierced their vital cord. Then he went on from task to task. First he cut up the rich, fatted meat, and pierced it with wooden spits, and roasted flesh, the honorable chine, and the paunch full of dark blood all together. He laid them there upon the ground, and spread out the hides on a rugged rock, and so they are still there many ages afterwards, a long, long time after this, and are continually... Next, glad-hearted Hermes dragged the rich meats he had prepared and put them on a smooth, flat stone and divided them into twelve portions distributed by lot, making each portion wholly honorable. 
Then glorious Hermes longed for the sacrificial meat, for the sweet savor wearied him, God though he was. Nevertheless, his proud heart was not prevailed upon to devour the flesh, although he greatly desired. But he put away the fat and all the flesh in the high-roofed byre, placing them high up to be a token of his youthful theft. And after that he gathered dry sticks and utterly destroyed with fire all the hoofs and all the heads. And when the god had duly finished all, he threw his sandals into the deep eddying Alpheus and quenched the embers, covering the black ashes with sand, and so spent the night while Selene's soft light shone down. Then the god went straight back again at dawn to the bright crests of Kylene, and no one met him on the long journey either of the blessed gods or mortal men, nor did any dog bark. And luck bringing Hermes, the son of Zeus, passed edgewise through the keyhole of the hall like the autumn breeze, even as mist. Straight through the cave he went and came to the rich inner chamber, walking softly and making no noise as one might upon the floor. Then glorious Hermes went hurriedly to his cradle, wrapping his swaddling clothes around his shoulders as though he were a feeble babe, and lay playing with the covering about his knees. But at his left hand he kept close his sweet lyre. But the god did not pass unseen by the goddess his mother, but she said to him, How now, you rogue? Whence come you back so at night time that you wear shamelessness as a garment? And now I surely believe the son of Leto will soon have you forth out of doors with unbreakable cords about your ribs, or you will live a rogue's life in the glens robbing by wiles. Go to, then. Your father got you to be a great worry to mortal men and deathless gods. Then Hermes answered her with crafty words, "'Mother, why do you seek to frighten me like a feeble child whose heart knows few words of blame, a fearful babe that fears its mother's scolding? Nay, but I will try whatever plan is best, and so feed myself and you continually. We will not be content to remain here as you bid, alone of all the gods, unfed with offerings and prayers. Better to live in fellowship with the deathless gods continually, rich, wealthy, and enjoying stores of grain, than to sit always in a gloomy cave, and, as regards to honor, I too will end up upon the right that Apollo has. If my father will not give it to me, I will seek, and I am able, to be a prince of robbers. And if Leto's most glorious son shall seek me out, I think another and a greater loss will befall him. For I will go to Pitho to break into his great house and will plunder therefore splendid tripods and cauldrons and gold and plenty of bright iron and much apparel, and you shall see it if you will. With such words they spoke together, the son of Zeus who holds the Aegis and the Lady Maia. Now Eos, the early born, was rising from deep-flowing ocean, bringing light to men, when Apollo, as he went, came to Onchestus, the lovely grove and sacred place of the loud-roaring holder of the earth. There he found an old man grazing his beast along the pathway from his courtyard fence, and the all-glorious son of Leto began and said to him, Old man, weeder of grassy Onchestus, I am come here from Pyrea seeking cattle, cows all of men, all with curving horns from my herd. The black bull was grazing alone away from the rest, but fierce-eyed hounds followed the cows, four of them, all of one mind, like men. These were left behind, the dogs and the bull, which is a great marvel. But the cows strayed out of the soft meadow away from the pasture when the sun was just going down. Now tell me this, old man born long ago, have you seen one passing along behind these cows? 
Then the old man answered him and said, My son, it is hard to tell all that one's eyes see. For many wayfarers pass to and fro this way, some bent on much evil and some on good. It is difficult to know each one. However, I was digging about my plot of vineyard all day long until the sun went down, and I thought, Good sir, but I do not know for certain, that I marked a child, whoever the child was, that followed long-horned cattle, an infant who had a staff and kept walking from side to side. He was driving them backwards way with their heads toward him. So said the old man, and when Apollo heard this report, he went yet more quickly on his way, and presently, seeing a long-winged bird, he knew at once by that omen that thief was the child of Zeus, the son of Kronos. So the lord Apollo, son of Zeus, hurried on to goodly Pelos, seeking his shambling oxen, and he had his broad shoulders covered with a dark cloud. But when the far shooter perceived the tracks, he cried, "'Oh, oh, truly this is a great marvel that my eyes behold!' These are indeed the tracks of my straight-horned oxen, but they are turned backwards towards the flowery meadow. But these others are not the footprints of man, nor woman, or grey wolves, or bears, or lions, nor do I think they are the tracks of a rough-maned centaur. Whoever it be with swift feet makes such monstrous footprints, wonderful are the tracks on this side of the way, but yet more wonderfully are those on that." When he had so said, the lord Apollo the son of Zeus hastened on and came to the forest-clad mountain of Kylene with the deep-shadowed cave in the rock where the divine nymph brought forth the child of Zeus, who is the son of Cronus. A sweet odor spread over the lovely hill, and many thin-shanked sheep were grazing on the grass. Then, far-shooting Apollo himself, stepped down in haste over the stone threshold into the dusky cave. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Now, when the son of Zeus and Maya saw Apollo in a rage about his cattle, he snuggled down in his fragrant swaddling clothes, and as wood ash covers over the deep embers of tree stumps, so Hermes cuddled himself up when he saw the far shooter. He squeezed head and hands and feet together in a small space, like a newborn child seeking sweet sleep, though in truth he was wide awake, and he kept his lyre under his armpit. But the son of Leto was aware and failed not to perceive the beautiful mountain nymph and her dear son, albeit a little child and swathed so craftily. He peered in every corner of the great dwelling and, taking a bright key, he opened three closets full of nectar and lovely ambrosia, and much gold and silver was stored in them, and many garments of the nymph, some purple and some silvery white, such as are kept in the sacred houses of the blessed gods. Then, after the son of Leto had searched out the recesses of the great house, he spake to glorious Hermes. Child, lying in the cradle, make haste and tell me of my cattle, or we too will soon fall out angrily, for I will take and cast you into dusty Tartarus and awful hopeless darkness, and neither your mother nor your father shall free you or bring you up again to the light, but you will wander under the earth and be the leader amongst little folk. Then Hermes answered him with crafty words, Son of Leto, what harsh words are these you have spoken? And is it cattle of the field you are coming here to seek? I have not seen them. I have not heard of them. No one has told me of them. I cannot give news of them, nor win the reward for news. Am I like a cattle lifter, a stalwart person? This is no task for me. Rather, I care for other things. I care for sleep and milk for my mother's breast and wrappings round my shoulders and warm baths. Let no one hear the cause of this dispute, for this would be a great marvel indeed among the deathless gods, that a child newly born should pass in through the forepart of the house with cattle of the field? Herein you speak extravagantly. I was born yesterday, and my feet are soft and the ground beneath is rough. Nevertheless, if you will have it so, I will swear a great oath by my father's head, and vow that neither am I guilty myself, Neither have I seen any other who stole your cows, whatever cows may be, for I know them only by hearsay. So then said Hermes, shooting quick glances from his eyes, and he kept raising his brows and looking this way and that, whistling long and listening to Apollo's story as to an idle tale. But when far-working Apollo laughed softly and said to him, O rogue, deceiver, crafty in heart, you talk so innocently that I must surely believe that you have broken into many a well-built house and stripped more than one poor wretch bear this night, gathering his goods together all over the house without noise. You will plague many a lonely herdsman in mountain glades when you come on herds and thick-fleeced sheep and have a hankering after flesh." But come now, if you would not sleep your last and late asleep, get out of your cradle, you comrade of dark night. Surely hereafter this shall be your title amongst the deathless gods, to be called the prince of robbers continually.
So said Phoebus Apollo and took the child and began to carry him. But at that moment, the strong slayer of Argus had his plan, and, while Apollo held him in his hands, sent forth an omen, a hard-worked belly surf, a rude messenger, and sneezed directly after. And when Apollo heard it, he dropped glorious Hermes out of his hands on the ground, then, sitting down before him, though he was eager to go on his way, he spoke mockingly to Hermes. Fear not, little swaddling baby, son of Zeus and Maia, I shall find the strong cattle presently by these omens, and you shall lead the way. When Apollo had so said, Kylene and Hermes sprang up quickly, startling in haste. With both hands, he pushed up to his ears the covering that had wrapped around his shoulders and said, Where are you carrying me, far worker, hastiest of all the gods? Is it because of your cattle that you are so angry and harass me? Oh dear, would that all the sort of oxen might perish, for it is not I who stole your cows, nor did I see another steal them, whatever cows may be, and of that I have only heard report. Nay, give right and take it before Zeus, the son of Cronus. So Hermes, the shepherd, and Leto's glorious son, kept stubbornly disputing each article of their quarrel. Apollo, speaking truly, not fairly sought to seize the glorious Hermes because of the cows, but he, the Kylenian, tried to deceive the god of the silver bow with tricks and cunning words. But when, though he had many wiles, he found the other had as many shifts, he began to walk across the sand, himself in front, while the son of Zeus and Leto came behind. Soon they came, these lovely children of Zeus, to the top of fragrant Olympus, to their father, the son of Cronus, for there were the scales of judgment set before them. There was an assembly on snowy Olympus, and the immortals who perish not were gathering after the hour of gold-throned dawn. Then Hermes and Apollo of the silver bow stood at the knees of Zeus, and Zeus, who thunders on high, spoke to his glorious son and asked him, Phoebus, whence come you driving this great spoil, a child newborn that has the look of a herald? This is a weighty matter that has come before the council of the gods. Then the lord, far-working Apollo, answered him, O oh, my father, you shall soon hear no trifling tale, though you reproach me that I alone am fond of spoil. Here is a child, a burgling robber, whom I found after a long journey in the hills of Kylene. For my part I have never seen one so pert either among the gods or all men that catch folk unawares throughout the world. He stole after my cows from their meadow and drove them off in the evening along the shore of the loud roaring sea, making straight for Pelos. There were double tracks, and wonderful they were, such as one might marvel at, the doing of a clever sprite. For as for the cows, the dark dust kept and showed their footprints leading towards the flowery meadow, but he himself, bewildering creature, crossed the sandy ground outside the path, not on his feet, nor yet on his hands, but furnished with some other means he trudged his way, wonder of wonders, as though one walked on slender oak trees. Now while he followed the cattle across sandy ground, all the tracks showed quite clearly in the dust, but when he had finished the long way across the sand, Presently the crow's tracks, and his own could not be traced over the hard ground. But a mortal man noticed him as he drove the wide-browed kind straight towards Pelos, and as soon as he had shut them up quietly and had gone home by crafty turns and twists, he lay down in his cradle in the gloom of a dim cave, as still as the dark night, so that not even an eagle keenly gazing would have spied him. Much he rubbed his eyes with his hands as he prepared falsehood, and himself straightway said roundly, 
I have not seen them. I have not heard of them. No man has told me of them. I could not tell you of them, nor win the reward of telling. When he had so spoken, Phoebus Apollo sat down. But Hermes, on his part, answered and said, pointing at the son of Cronos, the lord of all the gods, Zeus, my father, indeed I will speak truth to you, for I am truthful and I cannot tell a lie. He came to our house today looking for his shambling cows, as the sun was newly rising. He brought no witnesses with him, nor any of the blessed gods who had seen the theft, but with great violence ordered me to confess, threatening much to throw me into wide Tartarus. For he has the rich bloom of glorious youth, while I was born but yesterday, as he too knows. Nor am I a cattle lifter, a sturdy fellow. Believe my tale, for you claim to be my own father. That I did not drive his cows to my house, so may I prosper, nor cross the threshold. This I say truly. I revere Helios greatly and the other gods, and you I love and him I dread. You yourself know that I am not guilty, and I will swear a great oath upon it. No, by these rich-decked porticos of the gods. And some day I will punish him, strong as he is, for this pitiless inquisition. But now do you help the younger. So spake the Kylenian, the slayer of Argus, while he kept shooting sidelong glances and kept his swaddling clothes upon his arm, and did not cast them away. But Zeus laughed out loud to see his evil plotting child well and cunningly denying guilt about the cattle, and he bade them both to be one of mind and search for the cattle, and guiding Hermes to lead the way, and without mischievousness of heart, to show the place where now he had hidden the strong cattle. Then the son of Cronus bowed his head, and goodly Hermes obeyed him, for the will of Zeus who holds the Aegis easily prevailed with him. Then the two all-glorious children of Zeus hastened both to Sandy Pelos and reached the ford of Alpheus, and came to the fields and the high-roofed beer, where the beasts were cherished at night-time. Now, while Hermes went to the cave in the rock and began to drive out the strong cattle, the son of Leto, looking aside, saw the cowhides on the sheer rock, and he asked glorious Hermes at once, "'How were you able, you crafty rogue, to flay two cows, newborn and babyish as you are? For my part I dread the strength that will be yours. There is no need you should keep growing long, Kylenian son of Maya.' So saying, Apollo twisted strong wives with his hands, meaning to bind Hermes with firm bands, but the bands would not hold him, and the wives of Osir fell far from him, and began to grow at once from the ground beneath their feet in that very place. And intertwining with one another, they quickly grew and covered all the wild roving cattle by the will of thievish Hermes, so that Apollo was astonished as he gazed." Then the strong slayer of Argus looked furtively upon the ground with eyes flashing fire, desiring to hide. Very easily he softened the son of all-glorious Leto as he would, stern though the far-shooter was. He took the lyre upon his left arm and tried each string in turn with the key, so that it sounded awesomely at his touch. And Phoebus Apollo laughed for joy, for the sweet throb of the marvellous music went to his heart, and a soft longing took hold on his soul as he listened. Then the son of Maia, harping sweetly upon his lyre, took courage and stood at the left hand of Phoebus Apollo. And soon, while he played shrilly on his lyre, he lifted up his voice and sang, and lovely was the sound of his voice that followed. 
He sang the story of the deathless gods and of the dark earth, how at first they came to be and how each one received his portion. First among the gods he honored Mnemosyne, mother of the muses, in his song, for the son of Maia was of her following. And next the goodly son of Zeus hymned the rest of the immortals according to their order and age, and told them how each was born, mentioning all in order as he struck the lyre upon his arm. But Apollo was seized with a longing not to be allayed, and he opened his mouth and spoke winged words to Hermes. Slayer of oxen, trickster, busy one, comrade of the feast, this song of yours is worthy of fifty cows, and I believe that presently we shall settle our quarrel peacefully. But come now, tell me this, resourceful son of Maya, has this marvelous thing been with you from your birth, or did some god or mortal man give it to you, a noble gift, and teach you heavenly song? For wonderful is this new uttered sound, I hear, the like of which I vow that no man nor god dwelling on Olympus ever yet has known but you, O thievish son of Maya. What skill is this? What song for desperate cares? What way of song? For verily here are three things to hand all at once from which to choose, mirth and love and sweet sleep. And though I am a follower of the Olympian muses who love the dances and the bright path of song, the full-toned chant and ravishing thrill of flutes, yet I never cared for any of those feats of skill at young man's revels, as I do now for this." I am filled with wonder, O son of Zeus, at your sweet playing. But now, since you, though little, have such glorious skill, sit down, dear boy, and respect the words of your elders. For now you shall have renown among the deathless gods, you and your mother also. This I will declare to you exactly. By this shaft of Cornell wood, I will surely make you a leader renowned among the deathless gods and fortunate, and will give you glorious gifts, and will not deceive you from first to last. Then Hermes answered him with artful words, You questioned me carefully, O far worker, yet I am not jealous that you should enter upon my art. This day you shall know it, for I seek to be friendly with you both in thought and word— now you well know all the things in your heart, since you sit foremost among the deathless gods, O son of Zeus, and are goodly and strong. And why Zeus loves you all as right is, and has given you splendid gifts. And they say that from the utterance of Zeus you have learned both the honors due to the gods, O far worker, and oracles from Zeus, even all his ordinances. Of all these I myself have already learned that you have great wealth. Now you are free to learn whatever you please, but since, as it seems, your heart is so strongly set on playing the lyre, chant and play upon it and give yourself to merriment, taking this as a gift from me. And do you, my friend, bestow glory on me? Sing well with this clear-voiced companion in your hands, for you are skilled in good, well-ordered utterance." From now on, bring it confidently to the rich feast and lovely dance and glorious revel, a joy by night and by day. Whoso with wit and wisdom inquires of it cunningly, him it teaches through its sound all manner of things that delight the mind, being easily played with gentle familiarities, for it abhors toilsome drudgery. But whoso in ignorance inquires of it violently, to him it shatters mere vanity and foolishness but you are able to learn whatever you please. So then I will give you this lyre, glorious son of Zeus, while I for my part will graze down with wild roving cattle the pastures on hill and horse-feeding plain. 
So shall the cows covered by the bulls calve, abundantly both males and females. And now there is no need for you, bargainer though you are, to be furiously angry. When Hermes had said this, he held out the lyre, and Phoebus Apollo took it, and readily put his shining whip in Hermes's hand, and ordained him keeper of herds. The son of Maia received it joyfully, while the glorious son of Leto, the lord far-working Apollo, took the lyre upon his left arm, and tried each string with the key. Awesomely it sounded at the touch of the god, while he sang sweetly to its note. And that was most of the Homeric hymn to Hermes. There's a little bit left, but I think I'll save it for when I tell a further story of Hermes, because why not? I love having things to read, and this was long enough. I really hope you all listen to this, because this was one of the funniest, most entertaining things I've ever read. I literally had to stop recording a couple times because I was simply laughing out loud. Hermes is hilarious. Also, the ancient Greeks were so fucking funny. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I am Liv and I love this shit. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.